Hi, this is Teddy Gray, the man behind Garfeld the Musical, a Garfield parody, and other demented projects. You are listening to the Puppet Perspectives podcast. Enjoy. The fine taste of wheat vodka. Hey, everybody. It's Drill. Welcome to the Puppet Perspective podcast, only podcast where puppets give their thoughts on music, movies, media, and more. I am your host, Drell, as I said earlier, and with me, we got my trusty um, adopted son, Mitch. Yes, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be out of that awful, awful felt orphanage. It was horrible, the things <laughs> I saw there. You know, we'll I can't say, say the things I've been seeing after being adopted have been any better with Jarrell under my care, but, you know, uh, the food's as, better, I'll say that. Yeah, as your adopted father, I... Uh, I keep him in line. I keep him in line, you know. Yeah. Make sure you just throw your throw your my lap sometime if uh, you get out of hand. But when I'm not abusing my uh, adopted children, I am reviewing albums, which we do on this podcast. So every couple of weeks, me and Mitch get together and we talk about new album that came out. And we are in the month of June now, so we are. Yeah, we got some albums that came out this month. We uh, are going to be talking about the latest from. Queens of the Stone Age. It's been a long time since we heard anything new from them. And I'm one to say I'm really excited whenever I hear they have any music, music. I will talk about how much I like their past catalog and if this album even remotely holds up to what they've been doing in the past. Uh, also, Mitch has brought two albums because we need to do three. So I'm thinking this is your, this is kind of your um, 66% episode. Yeah. yeah, 60, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, six six percent of the show. So, two albums you got for us. One is Incend Diary. Incend Diary. <laughs> Come on, man. It says Incend Diary. I'm pretty sure, but Incendary. I know. I'm messing with you. Band that's from the just from right up the way because we're in New Jersey. They're right up, out in uh, New York. So we're talking about some New York hardcore for you. But does this live up to the bands like uh, H2O, Sick Riddle, and maybe even uh, Agnostic Front, or is it a little more modern? Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll probably have to, con- oh, a little, little hardcore band will converge. Uh, look at that oh, there you go. On how, how, how we like about this, if it, you being the younger head and me being the older head with, with, with something hardcore, we'll talk about that. Also, switching out of the hardcore, you brought another uh, artist. Uh, which I never ever heard of until we did our top ten, literally like six months ago. Wicca, Phase, Eternal, Springs. Spring. Wicca Phase, Springs, Eternal. Yes, I should really write all that stuff down. I had it on my notes. Yes, I did. Wicca Phase, Spring, Eternal. Um, we'll let you tell everybody about who they are because all these old folks like myself probably like what is that? All those random words you're putting together, but this is an artist. You might be know who he is because he was originally in a uh, indie rock band that was pretty popular in the past, like you know, decade. Yeah, I saw him not that it. long ago too, <laughs> but without him, as a without player. him, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. We'll get the backstory of all that as well. With our show, we, uh, as you can hear, it's just me and Mitch. So right now, we are doing a, the thing to make things more interesting is bringing more people in. We'll have guests on probably every show, whether they're promoting their podcast or the YouTube channel. In this case, we're going to have a guest reviewer on our show. And if things work out, she might end up joining the podcast cast. 
So we have Alex in the virtual green room, you know, making sure she had all the green M&Ms only and being fanned by these giant feather as we speak. So she'll be nice and rested and ready to go to review these albums with us. So we've got that going on. So before we get started, I did my little impression of Orson Welles. That's what I did when I, ah, oh, that's what that was. That remember was that? that the, with the was champagne that? commercial, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So I was thinking to myself, like, it kind of like reminded me because, you know, Transformers came out. His last was movie good. was, I was uh, Transformers. Connection. I just yeah. I saw the new Transformers. I slept the entire time. So I'm glad you didn't have me do a review for that one because I would not have been able to tell you shit. <laughs> one minute review. Well, I saw the credits and passed out. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know. <laughs> I would give it three out of four pillows. Yeah, yeah. Rest my head. Or Z's. They made movie theaters too comfortable. They shouldn't be as comfortable as they are. That's very true. That's very true. You know, I remember back in the day, you could like get hammered and go to a theater, but you'd be so uncomfortable, you can't pass out. But now it's just like you recline these things. And yeah. You, and they and they have beer there. And you just like one See, sip and you're just like, oh, let's fall asleep to this uh, Paw Patrol movie. Yeah, my, my problem was that, uh, that, well, there was a Chili's right across the street. So we, we all got Chili's beforehand. I didn't drive. So I was having a few drinks of Chili's. And you, then, remember the, you remember the Chili's theme? Remember that? Oh, the baby back, baby back, baby back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. <laughs> That's going to be part, one of the things to test the criteria because uh, if you guys don't notice, uh, me and Mitch, one of the reasons he's my adopted kid because our age difference is vast. So it would be nice to have some people that or puppets that can be uh, closer to my age that can relate to some of these uh, old school, um, I would say these uh, references that I do. And so far, Mitch, you've been really impressing me. You, you knew who Orson Welles was. Man. I know a lot about media. That's all I can, I'm good at. Look at these. <laughs> look at, I, look, know. Yeah. I know. These references, I know bits, yeah. I know comedy, and it's, it's nothing that can help me in the real world, but it, it helps <laughs> me entertain. And you know what? As long as they bring a smile to people's faces, isn't that all a puppet ever wants? Yeah, that's all we want to do is just make you happy, teach you your alphabet, and tell you what albums we like. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, want to let you guys know. That's a good segue to let you guys know. If you're the listeners, to rate and review. If you like what we're doing, you like this banter, just make sure you, you hit five stars. Tell everybody about the podcast when you share it to all your friends. And um, I know for you diehard fans, we haven't done a Patreon episode in a couple months, but we've been rotating different co-hosts to bring the albums that they grew up on. But since it's been just me and Mitch, we had to give wait for it's our turns again. So for July, we'll go back to myself. I'll bring an album for us to review. And each month, in case you guys are new, we uh, do a Patreon where it's just $5 a month to get access to our retro reviews. There'll also be uh, access to some discount merchandise and other things coming down the pipeline so it really helps us out to not only rate and review our show but to uh join the patreon for five dollars a month it can't hurt so all out the way let's catch up mitch because i don't get to see that often <sighs> this is wheatley wheatsley vodka i know i'm doing uh, you got that on the bridge <laughs> yeah it was a homeless guy i'm like you know you don't mind if i uh you, sh- <laughs> you share you share a little bit of that with me and he's like what? he was Before like yeah it looks like, it looks like you need it <laughs> 
<laughs> is that a talking dog? <laughs> He's like, oh, I, I can't have any more of these. Of this <laughs> First pink elephants, now this. Yeah. Yeah, so um, let's catch up, man. Um, this show's going to be kind of like, you know, quick because this is the day before my uh, my trip to Maine, going to Maine for a week oh, for yeah. a wedding. Yeah, so I, I know I, I, people hear that they're immediately going to like tune out. Oh, they're going to like, you know, coast through this episode. No, me and Mitch are going to give you a great episode. And I'm confident that our guest co-host reviewer will do a great job as well. But needless to say, I am partaking kind of early. But the reason for that is because I want to ask you this. Did you do any trips for the summer yet or is it too early? Uh, you know, I, I like this weekend, I'm going to my friend's lake house in Pennsylvania, like here and there. Like, OK, one of the things that happened to me in the past since we've spoken is now yeah, I yeah. have a new car. I, uh, oh, a new car! Well, it's, yes, it's a like a game car, show. <laughs> but it's very new to me because I've been driving a 2006 Subaru for the past however many fucking years. And all right, 2008 Subaru, or did you go? Did you just uh, the be- the Beamer? I have a Lexus. No, my, yeah, actually, my dad ended up getting a Beamer, but I, I, uh, I got a Mazda. Jet- okay, it's, I was going the wrong way when my, my guesses. I was going to go Jetta next, but no, Viper. Yeah. It's a nice Mazda. It's I have like a backup camera now. I've got like Bluetooth. And like I've got, I upgraded like crazy. It feels no like, more cassette tapes from Mitch. No, <laughs> no more CDs. So like I, I, I don't have to like look in the CD section as hard whenever I'm at a record store now. <laughs> yeah, or like when you're like in traffic, like no, oh, I want to listen to something else. You got like reach in the back, grab yeah, the CD, yeah. but and try to flip through it. it. Yeah, so I don't get in a crash. Yeah, it's really fun. I love that game. Yeah. So, what? How did you um? How did you manage to get a new car? What happened? You trade uh, in, or you just um? So my it? dad was looking to get rid of his Mazda, so I just bought his off of him, and then he went and bought himself a car, and then we sold my Subaru. So oh. that was the change. Yeah, so I, it worked out. Bad. Uh, his car is like in perfect condition, or my car now, I guess. But yeah, you know, it, it never like went far. It doesn't have a crazy amount of miles on it. Um, yeah. you know, it's I'm I'm incredibly happy with it. So like right. now I'm like more confident in driving places. You know, what I mean like hey. going on trips places. So that's why I'm like, I'm actually excited to drive to Pennsylvania this weekend. I haven't been excited mm-hmm. to drive because I'm always worried I'm going to explode or some shit. <laughs> well, look at that. So we're both going to be leaving the state of New Jersey this weekend, huh? Yeah. yeah. Actually, tomorrow, that's the, I was going to say, the segues from, from last uh, podcast where I talked about Avenged Sevenfold. Right. And, uh, you know, I kind of shit on that album, right? <laughs> yeah rightfully so I, i'm yeah, thinking but yeah. so i think not only a day or two after we recorded that my friend hits me up with this opportunity uh a friend of his uh his dad is, has like a box at madison square garden and are you serious like, he was like event sevenfold is playing and my friend has like 12 extra tickets he told me i could bring like two people i know so he invited me and my other friends, so like three of us and like this group of guys, like I don't even know. 
we're all going to be in a box at Madison Square Garden tomorrow seeing uh, Avengers Sevenfold. Son of a bitch. I would love to go to that just so we can <laughs> heck- heckle them the whole time. We'll be like this Stalliner Walder of the, of the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boo! Play Shonana! But like, it was just like so funny. I was like, oh my god yeah i'll go to that i didn't i i was like i kind of like don't like them but like uh, it's just like funny yeah i'll, I'll do it fuck it and it's like, this- in a box it's free i don't have to pay for anything i'll of yeah course, I'll, yeah i'll go see any concert for free fuck yeah and you get to see like you know the the you get the the, the alcohol there you get the food you get yeah, the ush, ushers uh serving you hand and foot yeah and, you dude, get the, and all that the soundtrack to some uh kind of crappy like you know heavy metal music but yeah but you know a few drinks in me and I, you know yeah. I'll, be, I'll be with a couple of my boys like it'll be all right like you'll be doing like the windmill with the hair no matter what i'm gonna have fun that's that's all I'm, i know i know right cool. man i wish i wish two things i wish i wasn't going to maine <laughs> and i wish you invited me to this thing yeah. my weekend beats yours yeah so now next time machine gun kelly play the show i'm not gonna invite you so oh now. well <laughs> I'm heartbroken. Oh, yeah. no. But, but remember what you said. <laughs> remember what you said. You, you do the box seats. So if I get box seats of backstage tickets, passes to Machine Gun Kelly, and I don't invite you, don't, I don't want to hear any crying. Oh, that's all right. Even if I was there, I would have the, uh, <laughs> I'd have, I'd have like the nice uh, sound canceling headphones on, you know? <laughs> I'd be chilling as long as with I a big, to... big old smile on your face. You know, it, it seems like a lot of the time when he tours, his openers are like people I'm interested in, or mm-hmm. like, and then it's just like Machine Gun Kelly, and I'm like, eh, well, I'm not gonna give him. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. I'd give... <laughs> Yo, man, it's just funny because we spent about about half an hour getting the uh, to pack the car. Because yeah. I want to tell you right now, there's a big difference. Like people saying, oh, you're going to enjoy your vacation. I'm like, it's not a vacation. It's a family trip. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's my my boss difference. talks about this all the time. He He's doing that this weekend. And he's everyone's like, are you excited? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I have to do everything. He's like, it's not a vacation. It's so funny because I, I thought I coined that phrase. The, dif- the difference but you know i went on i went on google today and they they have actual articles explaining to people the difference between a vacation and a family trip and it's just it all boils down to the same thing you know you're bringing children yeah of course <laughs> i don't even but have I, I feel like i understand that they have to be articles. that's why i want i wanted to ask you though you don't have kids but when you go on trips with your parents or your whatever is it is that a vacation for you or is it still a family trip um i mean with my because like i'm an adult and my parents i'm an adult (laughs) 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 i mean it no (laughs) you know it's like i don't know i'd have to ask them how they felt when because like they would go away by themselves when i was a kid and i would just stay at my grandma's or whatever but like you know they'd bring me sometimes so you know for them i guess there was a difference but me as like the kid Mm -hmm. yeah I'm the youngest in my family, so it's like I've never even experienced like having a baby cousin on a trip or some shit. But, but Mitch, what, what I mean is like when you go on, when I go on vacation with my parents, like when I went on my first cruise, like with my parents, I was I, I was like, this would be better without them. Yeah, now, I, feel I, that. I was an adult too. 
So I'm just saying, like, if I go on a trip with my, my my friends or whatever, like, it's like this is a vacation for me. Whereas, like, if I go with my family at all, it's like it's a family trip. Whether yeah, I understand that. It is it is different, but it's just like yeah. I don't know. It's it's just different vibes, but I still enjoy both of them. Okay. Like, I never I never try to complain or anything about anything when I'm on a trip with my families. It's like okay, well, like they paid for this shit and I'm here and also I love my family so I'm not like and I'm grateful so I'm not gonna be like an asshole yeah you, you learned it when you were like you know 13 after being, having the car pulled over like every like you know 50 miles and oh, they turn yeah. around and reach in the back seat maybe I should shut my mouth made me feel guilty about anything but I feel guilty about everything you know what I mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like well, I wish I could. Plaza, and I was like, oh, it's like half an hour away from where I live, and it's just like they mm-hmm. would have to pick us up from there at like ten, and it's like I knew they didn't want to be doing that, but I had to call them because I was fifteen, I couldn't drive. Yeah, yeah. I wish. I guess my since my two kids are like in their single digit age, I'm waiting for that to pass, but I'm just kind of dreading like getting up early tomorrow and the whole like he's on my side of the seat, he's on my side of the seat like in the back the mm. whole way there and having to stop every like three hours for bathroom breaks or throw up or, or both. all that stuff <laughs> well, yeah they throw up in someone's mouth or whatever and just the dvds or what am i saying dvd for that it's not that the video or we got to make sure we have all the videos Nothing's downloaded yeah downloaded ready to go and so it's just nice and quiet. We can have like an actual conversation. But at the same time, if I want to like just blast some like, you know, some profanity lace hip hop, you know, I can't do it because they're in the car and I'm not, I'm not sure how noise canceling their headphones are. Yeah. Would they say like, you know, a family trip is like the same as like a work trip? Have you ever been on those before? No, I've never had a job where I've had to go on a work trip. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I think a work trip is more of a vacation. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah you're away from your family. I guess that's the thing, and you can kind <laughs> you of make me sound like a horrible puppet, but yeah, no, I'm not it to get still it. makes sense though, because it's like you're alone, and people need to be alone sometimes. And I think that a lot of the time people are like, like especially these days, it's like we have to, and with phones and everything, it's like we're so connected all the fucking time. And I'm someone who really values just like not talking to anyone for a little bit. You know what I mean? I like being yeah. So it's just like. Yeah, I'm a loner dot. I'm a loner dotty. A rebel. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like Pee Wee Herman. We're the same. <laughs> same we, love, we love the same movies. Got weird voices. You know, dress awkwardly. Love your bicycles. We, we masturbate we, we, movie theaters. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what I was saying. We frequent the same theaters. <laughs> yeah, and you kind of grow them in the same uh, mustache as his mugshot. So. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's always, I can't tell you two apart like now. A mugshot, a mugshot kind of thing. All right, give me the side profile now. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. The camera loves love you. <laughs> How's the Father's Day, man? It was good. Yeah, it was chill. Um, you know, my mom made like a nice breakfast, so we all just did that. Um, went out for ice cream later on. Is this uh, for you or for your father? Like, what's going on here? Dad. Yeah, for okay. my dad. 
It's all from my dad. Your dad likes ice cream too, just as much as you. Oh, he's a huge. He loves ice cream more than anyone I know. He's like a huge ice cream aficionado. Probably more than Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Come on, (laughs) cut the malarkey here. (laughs) Well, I uh, always say on shows where I feel like Mother's Day is like, you know, roll the red carpet, plan in advance, where Father's Day is like, oh, wait, Father's Day's tomorrow. You better go get him a tie. So it's like, I, and I think it's our fault as father. We don't really like make a big deal of it. But this year I was kind of like, you know, I want to go reverting back to what Mitch said. I want to be by myself, but I want to do things with the family. So eight steak. I did a pretty good job with the sirloin. Oh, get, it, nice. get it, get it from the meat market guys listening. Don't go to like the grocery store, get it from the meat market sports a little bit. Side of the room. <laughs> yeah, or, or do that. If you want to hit, hit some uh, game, and then uh, pick it up and fry it up, whatever like that, whatever the case. Free, man. Yeah, nothing's better than free meat. Did that? Drink some beer, and I finally, finally took the fa- the kids, and we saw Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Hell yeah! So real quick before I give you my thoughts, I want to promote that Mitch has a Mitch movie movie minute thing he does on our YouTube channel where he reviews movies in just sixty seconds. I told him not to do this one just yet because I wanted to see it and go into it completely cold. I haven't even been watching the trailers or anything like that. I successfully avoided the movie for two weeks. since Well, three weeks maybe it's been out at the time. You avoided and, uh, trailers too, you said? Mm-hmm. So you I knew avoided the movie. it for like six months. <laughs> yeah, okay. I avoided, well, I guess I'm not that bad when it comes to like trailers being spoilers. But when I, when I finally saw the movie, I'm like, hmm, I don't really remember seeing any of these in the trailer, I guess it's been so long since I watched it. And um, let's uh, wrap about it real quick before we uh, before we bring our guest on. I thought that the movie wasn't as fun as the first one, but it is. Really? I'm like, I'm I'm really really invested in this film. I really like this. I like what's happening. And then at some point in the movie, it's just like, huh, it's been on for a long time, and it seems like they haven't resolved any conflict. I'm like, are they going to? And then they did it. So then, (laughs) yeah. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like, but at the same time, I was like, I don't want to wait another um, five years for the sequel. But so luckily, it's next year for this for another one. Yeah. But um, what did so you don't have to do it in sixty seconds? Don't worry. But what did you think of the movie? I loved it. I thought it was just as amazing as the first one. Like, I was just as invested in it. Um, I really, really have been wanting to go see it again. I just mm-hmm. think the idea of there being so many different Spider-Men and like you just see different ones in the background and the past few weeks I've just been like, okay, like what's this Spider-Man's backstory? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's the whole like T-Rex Spider-Man you see for like two seconds and it's like, yeah. like the whole comic about a T-Rex Spider-Man. He has a whole origin. And okay, so guys, it's just, so it's, this, reminds, this, this reminds me a bit of a, a little part in Lego Batman movie where he's just running a list of like Batman villains, and then he's like, "Oh, seriously, they had that kind of calendar man." Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. Like, so although they weren't making any of those Spider Man up that they no, showed, they all they've pretty much all existed in some variety. Like, you know, there was like the Lego Spider Man. There, yeah. there was even one that like I was like so excited for, and I turned to my friend because um, Marvel and Fortnite do these like collab um, comics. So they have like Fortnite kind of versions of Marvel characters. So like, and me and my friends play Fortnite like all the time. 
So there's like the Spider-Man Zero Point is what he's called. And that's like the Fortnite Spider-Man. He literally walks by in that movie. And then they have like the Spider-Man from like the PS4 Spider-Man games that came out like a few years ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Like, okay. Every like the cat Spider Man, they had the cowboys, but it was just like so many cool things in the background. It's like one of those movies that I want to see because there's so much shit that I know I missed. Okay, and real quick, you guys, we're not gonna. There actually is two um, conflicts that uh, Miles is uh, addressing in this film. I'm not going to obviously tell you guys the the one, the second one, but the first one you've seen in a trailer. What did you think of that uh, spot, the villain? You know, it was pretty cool, like, how they did him. Like, because he, mm-hmm. he, he even, like, it, he's self-aware. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, yeah. God, another Saturday morning or whatever the terminology was. Like, it's yeah. not a Saturday morning villain, you know? He's like, yeah. yeah, like, he's like, I know I'm, like, a lame-ass motherfucker, but I can do some scary shit. And then he keeps just getting, like, kind of scarier and scarier. Yeah, they, <laughs> but, they, they made him a joke at the beginning. Like, yeah. And then they turn him into actually something of, of a threat. Of nemesis as he was saying i did find out his power reminded me of the the villain or the one of the people from the incredibles too remember the girl that could morph places she can open portals and like go into another one you I ever see incredibles too I, I saw incredibles too like once <laughs> okay but well, i did like it i i don't i do he had like the same power like all the different superheroes being shown and shit yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So she's one of the ones that can like open a port. It was a blue one, not a black one. And she could go in and come out and another portal and the other one. So it was the same thing. But obviously the spot came before Incredibles 2. So it was like, oh, now I see where they got that idea from. Because when you see like a superpower, like I'm like, damn, I want that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I want that. I would be like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I don't want to get up. The first thing I think of is how can I pee without going to the bathroom? Like lean like a over portal. out of your bed and piss into a black hole, <laughs> and then it just goes, goes into, into the, the toilet. toilet. <laughs> yeah, who? Why stop at number ones, right? What if you like didn't know that someone was already in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, then, what like, the hell? You're like, you're, like, you're, like your wife is like sitting on the toilet, and then all of a sudden, like you're just like pissing on her, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, they'd be like, well, it's a normal Friday night for me. <laughs> Nah, I would think. <laughs> what did you say? I'm sorry. Is a Blink One Eight Two just another idol? <laughs> okay, it always comes back to that band with you, man. Yeah, like that. Okay, well, that it's coming back to the fucking submarine thing. Did you see it? Like the one guy, like his stepson. Like there's a guy right who's in the submarine. His stepson isn't in the submarine. And he was like posting about how he's like, I'm going to this Blink-182 concert. I know that my, my family would want me to go. And like everyone, it's kind of weird that you're posting this <laughs> when your family is like kind of trapped underwater. And, okay. Uh, and then it like, it came out that he was like stalking. He was like a prolific stalker of a bunch of like women in the EDM scene. It's a very interesting thing. The rabbit internet, hole we're going down. Yeah. yeah. They're not really kind of exposed as to in real time, as they do. <laughs> as they do. Hey guys, <laughs> I think I think our our uh, our guest has waited long enough. So let's just let her wait wait longer as we take an ad break. We we'll right back after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey guys, Jarrell here. You hear we're having a lot of fun here doing these podcasts. Why don't you get into some of the fun too? 
But I'm sure I know what you guys are asking. Well, Jarrell, what do I, would I put my podcast on? I'm assuming that's how your voices sound. But have you considered trying out Buzzsprout? If you have not, let me tell you, Buzzsprout is the easy-to-use podcasting hosting site for creating successful podcasts with amazing audio quality. They have tutorial videos, podcasting courses, and a great community, as well as quick response from the customer support. Your episodes are instantly uploaded to some of the top podcasting directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and much, much more. Now, you're probably thinking this is just some like Adam just saying, but let me tell you from experience, we use Buzzsprout here on our podcast, and not only do our shows come out quick and easy, and they are a great site, but they also have some great perks. For example, a few years ago, they had a uh, PodFest out in Orlando in 2019, and Buzzsprout was nice enough to give me free tickets to see the show. And I had an amazing time meeting all kinds of content creators where they're doing podcasts or YouTube themselves. And I was able to network and form great bonds with other people that I still carry these relationships on to this day. So I'm recommending you guys try that out. And just for you, if you sign up right now, you can get a free 90 day trial no credit cards, no contracts, and you can cancel at any time. So why don't you sign up today at buzzsprout.com. Catch the buzz with Buzzsprout and watch your audience grow. Now back to the show. And we're back. So ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we're going to do some album review. Before we do that, let me introduce you to our guest reviewer. Coming all the way from here in New Jersey. <laughs> Give it up for Alex, or do you prefer the full Alexandria? No, no. Alex is fine. A- Alex, yeah. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. Not bad. Um, it's the thick of summer, no, right? I think. Aren't we in the it's actually the it's beginning. Jersey? Based yeah, on the weather, you wouldn't know. But. Yeah. Right. That's exactly where I'm trying to get at. Because in New Jersey, mm-hmm. summers are like three months, 90 days long, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's, that's well, what we're dealing with now. We're always looking for new puppets to join our show, obviously. And we that especially like music. So I have you on here. We're going to review some albums with you. But before that, I have your resume right here. So don't think of this as like a serious, like... <laughs> uh interview because your interviewer is drinking some uh spike pina colada <laughs> with captain morgan as we speak so just have some fun with it no I problem here, my cv i see here that you are a do a lot of production coordinating but what does that actually mean i coordinate the production right Hello, All right. I Next always, question. I like to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, wrap well, you know, there's um, there's a lot of uh, pre and and production and post that happens for you know media productions. I specifically do tons of industrial work. That's when you have interviews like with people. So 
somebody needs to do an interview with somebody. So you kind of set up the location and you get the camera and depending on what shots you want, do you want like a side shot and a front shot so that in editing you can cut away and so forth. So depending on what type of job you want for an industrial media production content, I'm your person. Um, with that, I dabble with film and TV, um, mostly freelance. So depending on what the production job is, I'm contracted to kind of start it, maintain it, and then wrap up the loose ends at the end. So hire people, pay people, send people away. Uh, so you recruit in that way. Okay. And you actually know your way around a camera. That can be very helpful for us, Mitch. Right. Okay. Um, I also, we talked actually earlier, and I found it fascinating that you're not only from New Jersey, you've lived in two different other states. So let's get Florida, Florida out the way. How was that? <laughs> Florida, right? Um, so it's not one of my favorite places. <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't mind visiting for like a weekend. It's Mom not the same, same thing. It's yeah. a great place to visit, but you don't want to live there. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I love my, my parents talk about moving down there, and I'm like, please don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go down there a lot. We're also going to retire, though. <laughs> they got to retire somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I mean, I appreciate it for what it is, but you know, people are, people are very excited about Miami. Um, on a Friday and on a Saturday, but you know, go to Miami on a Tuesday and there's okay. nothing. Depressing. It's like, <laughs> it's nothing. It's like shut down. Right. Um, I, I had the privilege of getting married young. So my ex-husband was from Long Island and per this, this is a story when, when his grandparents and his parents were retiring and in the height of their careers in Long Island, developers were sending out these flyers asking people to move down to like the Fort Myers um Cape Coral area and they were one of those people they were like the pioneers that arrived in Cape Coral it was like oh, wow. you know two stores and like one main street and literally a house and like five open lots and then a house and I just remember you know going to visit them and it was like you know there's nothing here like I mean there's nothing here what's going on um, but that was like 1993. So I don't know. I've had a lot of uh, dealings with Florida from Jacksonville to the West Gulf area to the Atlantic area. I, I've done it all north, south. I've lived every, I've lived in Opalaka. If anybody knows that, shout out to Opalaka. Is that a, <laughs> that's that a, a city? That is a, a pretty, yeah, that's a, that's a town that's, that suffers from, tons of socioeconomic and finance urban financing is that um, in florida it is it's right next oh. to coral city um so there's the probably a lot of there's probably a lot of uh bath salt going on there right possibly uh-huh uh-huh okay. um while i lived there there was like a lot of like yard street fighting so nice. you you pay like ten dollars and it, somebody had like a ring that they set up in the back. That's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, like real fighting. Like I think there's a documentary um, based on a Florida backyard fighter that did pretty well. Mitch's so, eyes always um, light, up, light up when you talk about white trash things. He's like, what, I was can't that, what was that guy's name? No, there's that one guy that was like a really like prolific backyard fighter, like Kimbo, backyard oh, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. Nice. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And I think he may have been from Opalaka. I could be wrong, but from that area. 
the oh, opalaka is right. more inland. The pork and beans section is more towards the water. Anyway, they're just areas that are, you know, have a lot of developmental financial urbanization issues. So there's no gentrification <laughs> there. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I experienced Florida for what it's worth. And, you know, I, I couldn't wait to get out of there. So when I got divorced, I moved to New Jersey immediately. It felt like I was the only person coming up here. But I love New Jersey. I love seasons. I love Christmas and boots and coats. You know, I, I mean, yeah. So All right. without telling, without letting the people know exactly where from New Jersey she's from, I guess we'll, only one way to find out uh, without <laughs> saying back, flat out. Pork roll or Taylor ham? What is it? Oh, it's Taylor ham. Yeah. Okay. So you can kind of get an idea from <laughs> where I'm from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the right, the right isn't that a, isn't that interesting? Yeah. No, absolutely. Listen, New Jersey's big, so yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. I learned, so that's very true. But and, I, um, I, you actually are also sorry to interrupt. From yeah. this is where I'm actually, Mitch and me, you're going to be interested in this. She used to live in Washington State. The grunge mecca, if you will, oh, right, uh, right down the street from, <laughs> from Kurt Cobain, right? You, you said deliver, you get your paper every morning next to him, right? Imagine. Um, he's always yeah, playing. He's always Washington. like practicing. Yeah, yeah. Hiding in plain Ripping. sight. He's not dead. Yeah. yeah, just no. I'm. I mean, wow. Yeah, it, not Kurt Cobain, but I think I lived in Tacoma, Washington, by the way, mm -hmm. um, near Olympia. Um, and I went to middle school there. And I think at the time, I think the, the, the current event at the time, um, if not that year, the next year, Ted Bundy was executed. Nice. Yeah. That's fun. And I mean, and that was Ted Bundy's like <laughs> playground, right? So, hey, we're going to. Anyway, yeah, it was part of his grave, uh, his playground. Um, so anywho, that was me for a couple of years. And then from there, I you asked me where I was from. Here it goes where I've been. So from there, we went to Germany and we lived in Germany for four years. Wow. And yeah. that's where I got my coming of age experience. Oh, do tell. Awesome part of, yeah. I <laughs> okay. mean, you know, think about it. And you're here in America, right? We have high school, we have football, we have Letterman jackets. You know, they don't have that in Europe. So they have swastikas I, there, I believe, right? <laughs> you know, incredibly, when I went to Germany, the Germans were incredibly nice. It, they yeah. almost felt... They're making up for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, and I went in 80, I went in 86. So, I, you know, I have not Your, one bad thing to say about Germany. For, no, seriously, the yeah. wall was still up. Yeah, yeah. We still had the wall. Berlin, you know, it's it was, I, we would... I played basketball. I played sports in high school and um, we would play other military bases in, in Germany. So we lived in an area called Osterholz, which is near the water. So it's like northern part of Germany. It's a little bit closer to the water, but we would go to like Frankfurt, which is like more inland. We have to take a train and often we would have to pass by the Berlin Wall and, and we would be advised by security not to look out the window, you know, because it was scary it men with guns. Yeah, yeah. Right, of course, we're all like looking What, are you looking, at? what are you real. looking at? Yeah, do real. Yeah, stop looking at us. Right. Oh, wow. So, and then you know, soon after, you know, Gorbachev, bring that wall down. Yeah. So, that was me in. Yeah. That was me in eighth grade. Okay. <laughs> so I did Germany wow. for four years. So like, and then I came back and graduated high school in Texas. Wow, <laughs> we're all over the place. Look Seen at that. It all. Seen it like all a whole triangle. Yeah, like a Bermuda triangle. 
And I saw on your on your resume that you also wrote for a TV show. Like you, so you write scripts. Correct. You're a writer. So I, I'm a writer. I am. Um, and I help other people write. Um, yes. So one of the a things poet. I always she's a writer, a I mean, poet, a genius. I, mean, I know it. I don't buy Chiba. I grow it. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> I tend to write a lot. I haven't um, had two projects that I worked on diligently with a partner. Um, uh, she's, she's more of a mentor to me. So I worked for a product, a small production company in Harlem and she, uh, shout outs to Wida Washington and Washington Cohen media. Um, she, she began her career. She went to school with, um, Hype Williams and this is like 1989 or maybe 80, 87. And they both studied art. And then all of a sudden, you know, hip hop and music videos were like, not technically part of the MTV uh, music cycle. So there was nobody necessarily making music videos for hip hop music during that time. So Hype Williams and herself okay. worked with the um, media video music box. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's when you used to tune in to your television station to watch some underground music videos. And so she was part of that also. And at any rate, together, we wrote a script. It's something uh, like a cross between Harlem Nights and The Great Gatsby. Mm. And we pitched it around. We put okay. it in a few um, film festivals. And yeah, and so still pushing it, hoping one day somebody picks it up. Well, good luck with that. And um, since we're a music podcast, I guess I have to ask you, You've been all the around the, the, the world almost. Like, so what is your favorite type of music or what albums are like your like Desert Island records? So right now I'm listening to the new Kaliuchi. So I'm a huge hip hop, like alternative hip hop. Um, so I like the Kendrick Lamars. I love Tyler the Creator. I love everything that the gang does. Um, you know, Mac Miller, um, right now I'm like really obsessed with SZA, like that whole album is amazing. Um, so a little bit of like alternative hip hop, um, and then like a lot of like underground, I want to say like, I'm a little mad that Kaliuchi's getting big. I used to go see her for like $65 at Bowery in like the city. And now I can't Mitch, even get you got a you got a gate, you got a gatekeeper yeah, on your hands. Yeah, fellow gatekeeper. I was going to uh, say that. Is that, is that what I get? All the time. Oh, yeah. I'll proudly wear it then. Yeah, I am yeah, such a gatekeeper. Once I hear you on the radio, I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, but even though her stuff, right, her album right now is still kind of like a little bit below the radar. So I, I appreciate that. I'm sorry, Mitch, gatekeeping. Yeah, no, it's just, you know, I can't change it. I have to embrace it. <laughs> I hear you. I just love to protect my artists when they're just quiet and innocent and yeah. no one knows. Ironically, they're, they're, they're sponge, uh, scrounging for change and being poor, but you like, I like it that way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I like that she's performing. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at you, Turnstile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Mitch is the uh, the hardcore e and emo uh, uh, sad boy of us, and you know I'm the Aww. I'm the hip hop um, indie rock uh, punk 
punk person, puppet. So we're trying to round out the cast with different musical genres. So when we, we hit these albums that we talk about, you know, one person is like a, a fan of it. That way we have some credibility, you know? And also right. I was telling, you know, Mitch earlier, you know, all you guys, if you just tuned in, which why are you tuning into the middle of a podcast? Rewind it and listen to the whole thing. Anyway, I was just saying that nice to have someone that is kind of equal to my my age range. And uh, we were talking yesterday, Alex, and you said that you're close to my age. I won't reveal it, of course, because I'm you know, right. Lady wants to. We'd have to. And you didn't tell me how old you are, so but I just get an, I'm just getting a, a ballpark figure. So I thought it'd be kind of fun. To like just throw some commercial jingles at you to see like oh boy where, how much you remember because you were talking before about how you <laughs> take all this like uh, useless knowledge or trivia right. and you put it into your brain right plus so, TV raised me so yeah um all right so here's a couple ones I'll throw at you and then we'll do some album reviews don't worry guys we'll get right to it <laughs> this will be fun we are farmers. You finished All right, see, we keep it easy, right? All right. That was good. That was a good one. Maybe she's born with it. Maybelline. All right, did you know that one, Mitch? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Maybelline. Of course. Ooh, look at Mitch. All, right. <laughs> All right, number three. The best part of waking up. Here's in your cup. Four. Another class. Folgers in your cup. All right. These are pretty easy for you. Am I singing? I may get a record deal. For real. All right. Platinum. Here's one. (laughs) Thank you, Mitch. Skip it, skip it. But the very best thing of all. Finish the lyric. No way. For $200. I don't know. Skip it, skip it. I sing it right that actually is one of our ratings Mitch if you think about it right <laughs> yeah skip right. it skip it do that rap rap do bop bop but the very best thing of all is a rope tied to a ball stop it Mitch did Mitch get it right almost damn yeah. I was really I was, that was a huge guess that was pretty good, Mitch. I don't. <laughs> I thought it was Slinky. You? Is you sure it's not Slinky? Slinky, Slinky. Yeah. Right. I mean, your tenor was around there. <laughs> well, so like I said, he was close. You want to finish? You want to finish it? You want to finish it, uh, Alex? Or I or can't. Try to no. Guess the actual. No. This is like Will of, Will of Fortune. This is like Will of Fortune, man. You gotta I, say it correctly, I, exactly correctly. <laughs> Right. Um. Uh, uh, no, I can't even think of anything. Right, maybe you don't know what skip it is. Do no. you know what skip it is, Mitch? Oh, see, that's what I was picturing. It's like, but I, I didn't remember what because, like, a it's basically that's what it is, right? It's just like a fucking ball. Uh, you have to be making forty thousand a year for that tour. <laughs> Your parents would, so would have to be making forty. It's there's a counter on this forty thousand. Oh my god! I don't try to listen. reach your very best score, so you can do a whole lot more. 
Skip oh my it, God. Skip Are you it. serious? Everybody, let's skip it. Yeah, you don't remember that like one. That okay. All right. No. Well, and listen, by the way, don't hit your Alex shins was, and it was, hurts. <laughs> oh, you do oh, remember yeah. skip it. That's a shin killer, like a razor. That's a shin killer. No, I remember absolutely. I, I probably just, yeah, probably, you know, and I wonder about that. I wonder if there's just certain jingles that just don't stick because maybe they were just, I don't know, like this, that was like a whole song. Maybe you weren't watching With TV as often as I was. <laughs> you Listen, had a, was you had a social TV. life in the 90s. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Give me another one. All right. Here's one. We're all connected. It's a local commercial, everybody. So oh, only people no. on the East Coast will know it. Yeah. We'll see. I was probably in Tacoma, Washington when that came out. We're all connected. With That's the New York telephone. With that was it. Oh, is it? What are you guys, Con Edison? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> How about uh, where is the beef? You know what that is? Oh, yeah. 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 That was uh, that was Dr. Ruth in a Wendy's commercial. Mitch, right? you're blowing my mind, dude. You know where's the beef is? Of course. That's That's like that's one that's been referenced to hell. What are they teaching like, you kids in, in, in history class? Man, that, I wish I was in school again. I mean, Mitch, you know who Dr. Ruth is, right? I don't think Baby? So. What? I just I just knew it was some old lady saying, where is the baby? That's all, that's all I knew. I mean, that's, yeah, well, do you know what? Well, she, well, she has accolades. Yeah. She had high accolades, accolades as well. What was she in? Like, she was like an actress, I assume. What was, what are her? I play that commercial well while you guys talk yeah she um uh, where's the she beef was, was actually... a i mean and i may be wrong i may i may have the wrong old lady i think i think i think yeah i'm probably wrong she probably looks like her but it's probably not her yeah, but it was like, like two old, old ladies yeah. yeah well that's the thing when we when you know when i was 12 she was already old so i'm sure mitch oh, they just kept her on ice it's the same old thing. Right. <laughs> she was like the ambassador of like sex. Like she knew like, she was like the ambassador. She was like the, I don't know, the the Carrie Bradshaw of like she's, 1980. She's the original Wendy and they've just like kept her preserved. Yeah. Uh, imagine? Yeah. No. Oh okay. my God, no. It there was she is, guys. Spaghetti. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Little big fluffy bun. It's a very big fluffy bun. Yes. Where's the beef? Somehow, burger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bun. Where's the beef? Yes. I said it once. Like, I gotta say it again. <laughs> She's like, in case they didn't hear me. I'm serious. Where, where is the beef? I'm serious. This will be a catchphrase. I, I promise you. And think about the advertisements yeah, from right. people. They were like, "Yeah, we got to get old ladies because they're the um, they're the specialists. They know about beef." <laughs> yeah, doing the hip. Hip, hip of the hop, you know. Uh, hop, was that the same old lady? Was that from a wedding singer that's that did that line? I don't think so, but they all kind of all look alike. So sorry, yeah. old lady. <laughs> look, look at this. Look, this judge prejudice against old women. Oh, old ladies look alike. Old, old senior ladies with the cotton hair from the eighties and nineties all look the same. Well, um, all right. So that means you. Uh, were watching television in the late 90s but skip it from the early 
the late 80s and stuff like you don't remember that and um how about the uh here this one one two three four one two three four one two three four one two three four no Jarrell, what is this <laughs> is it local again uh, that was wait, you said it, that you said was that oh, 1980s that connect four that was a one. Uh, one, two, three, four, one. I can't. I can't even picture that. I didn't know Connect Four had a theme song. <laughs> well, that's an interesting Hey, everybody, thing. should I play it? All right, go ahead. Sure, go yep. ahead. One. Uh, what was the uh, interesting thing while I pull up the uh, Connect that Four commercial from the 80s? They had like only like two or three people in Hollywood that make like jingles for everything. Like the same guy that did, I think the sesame street jingle is the same as the price is right because something weird like that it's almost like the Must same three guys the richest people ever oh like yeah royalties yeah. and everything yes like oh yeah like imagine that gig they're basically like counting their money with the guy that invented the pet rock <laughs> it's like there was like two guys who wrote like all of like the original kind of disney songs you know correct yeah, yeah. It's like, like think, they, think about that family. and you never lose your job yeah you just go into walt disney's office and you're like i've got a new jingle and you go on the little <laughs> right <laughs> get the jingle exactly guy. with that voice right yeah. this is this this is from 85 guys it's uh all right here we go let's see it's commercial Never. No. It loves that circle effect in the They love it, yeah. They they even had like a game show where people were in Yeah, yeah, that's right. Was that um that was in the Hollywood Squares, was it? Yep, Hollywood Squares. Hollywood Squares. But Hollywood cir- Hollywood Circles. Hollywood Circles. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood Circles. Reminded me of the Brady Bunch. Uh, <laughs> our society was so simple back then. We watched like game shows on TV. We couldn't wait for no more whammies. Like, yeah, I mean, I can't. You know, The Price is Right. You know, plays till to today. But I remember when I was younger, we had, there was like ten game shows on TV. We no, wanted to be on the on them all. Not- Weird or like kind of cringy. I don't know. They, it always okay. Well, Not I, I think know. about like, it. I, I just I think about like the Masked Singer, and I'm like, I watch clips of it, and I'm like, this is insane. Like who? Yeah, like, I, I don't know. That. I don't know. It's just because no one I know watches it, so that's probably why I feel that way. But also, no. like, man, like they had Kermit the Frog on there. He was I one. Of the I he's, mean, your, was he's your boy. He's your boy. He's you know, everyone says you look, that you look just like him. Yeah. All right. So I think we, I think, uh, Mitch, what do you think? Is she, is she worthy to do reviews with us? Oh, of course. She made, she made the cut. All right. So. All right. I'm going to try. Okay. Were the, so. the jingles the only test? Was that? Yes, it was. <laughs> everyone's getting, everyone's getting a test. Everyone's getting a, everyone's getting a random test to, to make the cut. Otherwise, they're out of I here. love it. You're fired. Let's be in the front row. All right. So. Let's just start with a popular one first, guys, before we get to the Mitch's picks, okay? Obviously, All that right. means we're talking about Queens of the Stone Age first with their album In Times New Roman. And right. a little backstory, uh, before we get started, um, Alex, uh, me and Mitch, we have the, we have or this show, we have this uh, rating system. 
So uh, you don't have to really uh, adhere to it. Basically, we're saying, hey, if it's a good album, you should buy it. If it's not, don't buy it and skip it. And if it's, you know, amazing praise it. If it sucks, then, you know, fuck this. And we have this in-between thing for download it. If it's just good enough to listen to and not pay for it. But if you just want to just give your, like, you know, uh, hey, this is how I feel about it at the end. Well, it's all good. But have fun Perfect. with the conversation. Talk with us about it. it will, I'll cut to you to let you get let let you get an opportunity to let people know how you feel about these records. Cool. All right. So we'll cool. start with Queens of the Stone Age. Six six album, six years ago it was our last album, which was called Villains. And I don't really remember much about it. I just remember I really liked it. So um, now Josh Homie, I've been saying his name wrong all this time, Mitch. His ex, you got to pronounce the E at the end. You say Homie. Yeah, Josh <laughs> Homie and the boys are finally back with new material, which I admit I was a bit excited to hear. I like Queens of the Stone Age and their angular take on alternative desert rock. So let's pass it to you first. Alex, what do you think of Queens of the Stone Age? Have you heard of them? What's your opinion? I hadn't, no, and I listened. Um, I also knew from just other people that I talked to that there was um, a rumor that Dave Grohl would be in it. it yeah, sometimes you would drum a, a for them. Song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't really, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my drum ear, but uh, I couldn't really tell but it, that would have been exciting because I hear it was self-produced by Josh um you know again after six years um well you know it reminds me of Stone Temple Pilots um I like Straight Jacket um so wait you never heard of them before any of their music before no I, I hadn't I mean I know that they were 90s grunge uh rock band uh have alternative rock technically um yeah. and maybe a song or two like a single or two from before but not you know but listening to the entire album you know you you get a complete different feel like you you know to me it was personal political kind of that's a term i coined by the way <laughs> okay what about you mitch uh you ever listened to queens before yeah, like there's one song that i like listened to to death in high school which is um off of like their album whatever album it was that came out in, like 2002 um oh, yeah the uh, first it giveth is this on the first it giveth and it taketh away and oh, that's like, not even a, a hit song I, I thought you were gonna say no one knows or um my friend showed me that uh he made me like a, a cd of like a bunch of shit i should check out and that was one a of the CD. songs that was on. <laughs> yeah we would we would make mixed cds all the time okay okay uh, yeah um but yeah, so like that was like really the extent. And then like, you know, every so I have friends that like them. So it's like, I, I guess I would hear songs in passing, but I never really sat down and like really checked them out. Um, my one, my coworker actually just saw them at Boston Calling and he was saying it was really dope and he's a big fan. So that was another, and we agree a lot on music. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll probably like this. It's surprising. I really thought that, you know, uh, everyone had heard their singles over the years and knew them. Uh, but I guess I'm the I'm the, 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 the quote unquote fan, even though I don't own a single album by them. <laughs> but um, so I was like, all right, uh, the first track, which is called uh, Obscenery. Uh, when I heard that song, I'm like, I know this is going to be another great album from these guys, because what I love about this song and what they do is 
they have this really unorthodox guitar riffs on there the the 70s like unique bass uh guitar tones and that random like remember that part in the middle of the song where it's like the symphony comes in the middle and it's like yep i do that was random but then yeah, josh was. comes in yeah i'm like what's that about but it's still like what didn't like take away because it's so brief but then it comes back and then uh, josh is like doing his vocal range that goes from like the like the kind of eerie like gothic uh thing to like this high falsettos he does all in like one like you know line uh the so i love that it's a really big key element that m makes this band have this really great like psychedelic vibe in addition to like his very cryptic nonsensical lyrics so um how about you mitch when the first you never heard like really like a lot of music were you like in it like i was with that first song yeah um you know like i said i i never delved in and was like i'm gonna sit down and listen to them but very nice to have the excuse to do so and i i really wasn't let down with that first track i was like oh shit all right i i can really vibe with this like you know i i and it's it's weird because i feel like a lot of the time i would kind of rag on a band like this because i would be like oh it's like the classic rock kind of sound but like there's mm -hmm. just elements that are different like yeah. uh, like we were just saying you know where, where there's like a little break where it's like some weird shit will happen yeah it's like he breaks the rules yeah exactly and it's like it keeps it interesting and it's like uh, you know we were talking about like metallica right not that long ago and it's like mm -hmm. yeah okay it's like metallica but it's like th there's nothing interesting happening right now it's like we get it it's metallica but it's like with this it's like oh, there's things to keep me engaged immediately from the start. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be engaged with this album because the first track isn't going to bore me. Yeah, and I honestly got to say, like, with this whole album in general, I think what Mitch is saying, and obviously maybe you can let me know if you agree, like, this whole, with that song, every song, you're just like, what are they going to do next? Yeah. Right. At the same time, it's like, it's staying in, like, the same box of their sound for me. But it's like nothing... There'll be song I hear like, oh, this is like what they classic Queens of the Stone Age, but it's not like they're just going through the motions. They're always like doing something like to build on like what they do, you know? Um, yeah. Negative Space, uh, I thought was, had a really cool like garage rock core progression and it added some like trademark psychedelic um, noises and spacey background vocals, which I like what they do on that. So I thought, which is funny, uh, last year we did this this uh, band, Mitch, and I was thinking to myself, these guys are doing like what the Black Keys do better than what the Black Keys do. Keys do, I, I wow. That same thing. I was listening to, when I was doing my third listen through today, I was like, man, this is kind of like making me think a little bit of Black Keys, but just like more tight, you know, just like yeah. a little more refined. <laughs> yeah, and we're not, and I don't know. I don't know if you, any of you guys either are saying that, but I'm not saying the Black Keys are bad at all. Oh, not at all, yeah. But they are better than them. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, so as you guys know, yeah, so Queen of the Stone Age are considered to be stoner rock. So um, oh. for my second listen, I toked up a prior. How dare you? And how was that? How was that compared to the sober one? Shockingly. Uh -oh. enhancing experience <laughs> <laughs> so which one resonated with you sober which one resonated with you when you were now kind of chilling 
So surprisingly, this stop the press, everybody. Hold hold on to your hats. <laughs> but getting high made it actually more enjoyable. Even though I, I had okay. a good time, I, I liked it better. Like the chorus on that, song, on that song I mentioned earlier when he sang, uh, there's got to be some way back to earth. I'm drifting away as the world turns. I'm like, whoa, I'm actually floating too, dude. Yeah, that was made for <laughs> you mine specifically. <laughs> yeah. That's I, why I say it's personal, political. Yeah, I, I was like, I'm like, I could feel like the weightlessness between what's home and, and the yellow moon, man. I, I felt it. I was like, oh, I get it. So um, to paraphrase the great John Stewart from the movie Half-Baked, let me ask you guys, have you ever listened to Queen of the Stone Age on weed? <laughs> I think um, I think most of the time <laughs> when we listen to anything, I listen to it sober and I also listen to it stone. <laughs> usually, Why didn't you tell me all this time I've been doing it wrong, Mitch? I can't. That's just like kind of, <laughs> in with the job I have, I'm kind of like able to do that. So it's just like... <laughs> You know. Okay. Wow. Ernest Hemingway said uh, Ernest Hemingway said to write drunk and to edit sober. Exactly. What did he say about Queen of the Stone Age? (laughs) (laughs) What do you say about Queen of the Stone Age? What do you like? Yeah. Right. Listen to the while you're high, man, too. Um, okay, so I obviously I feel like the only me and you, Mitch, listens to it um baked. Yeah. Uh, Um Alex, you listen to it completely sober? Um, I did. No, I did like a combination of both. But my my bake is a little different because I'm kind of. So I'm kind of so I'm kind of going through. I'm probably going to overshare, but I'm just I'm going through uh, maybe a little bit of a breakup. So listening to music while stoned, you get like a complete different while you're going through the motions of like. the angst of separation so that's like a little but that's like a conversation for another day but I think the mixture of being just like a little bit biased because you're like a little bit angry already listening to the music while yeah yeah. yeah, so it's like a little versus being mellow and smoking like I like to smoke when I'm happy I feel that but I also smoke when I'm not happy right um but but I'd be lying if I said that my moods weren't a little different so what i'm listening or what i'm reading or watching kind of gets that angst okay uh, so then that yeah. means that means for like things weren't blowing your mind like it was for me and mitch then because right uh, certain well, songs certain songs like what they do is uh, but I've, I've done before and let me know if you guys notice this too there's a song on here called time and place and i don't know if you guys can the same thing when the song begins it's got like this really like slow tempo blues guitar mm-hmm. so you think to yourself oh this is going to be like a mellow track but then the drums come and in then- and it's like and the b- guitars come in for that part and it's like really fast but it's weird because like the slow part is juxtaposition to the fast part but they the, the melodies anyway but it meshes so perfectly at the same time so i was just like oh my god like i don't know how they do this they can like get these time signatures that are like completely off but they match together at the same time. Uh, th- that that song specifically. Did you notice that, uh, Alex? Like that song anyway. Like how their the song won't won't even like sound like you know where it's going. 
Right. You don't, you don't know where it's, when you listen to it, you're not really sure, you know, what's, um, what's coming up next, which I think is probably what he wanted to do. I think he, he did it a couple of times and a couple of songs in the album. Um, but I think that I, I think it's purposeful because yeah. in order to, I don't know, it's not a shock value. It's something it's, I mean, I'm, I like, I appreciate it because it keeps it new, right. It keeps it kind of like, what are you, what's yeah. coming next type of deal. So for me, but again, like I was kind of listening through a sad gaze and well, not sad more like an angry gaze so i appreciated the the well no the softness sometimes would make me think differently and then he then he snaps me out of it because he you know like you said he starts a certain way and then he changed it he changed it changes it up changes it up sorry my puerto rican yeah. coming out but that's he switches that, it up you, that's interesting that you said you're going through a breakup because i'm going to mention something about some of the lyrics of the of this song this album later but um do you uh have any standout tracks uh mitch i mean like it, that's the thing it's just like i just thought this whole album like in general was just like good like you know sometimes when you like review an album it's like okay like track by track it's like here's shit i liked and here's like things i didn't like but this was just mm -hmm. kind of like all in all just a fucking good like rock album you know what i mean like i fuck with the whole stoner rock thing i mean i i don't think i like delve into that genre as much as i probably should and i think mm -hmm. this album maybe like is telling me that i should um, <laughs> i listen to like i guess like stoner metal a little bit like sleep yeah right yeah um so like maybe more stoner rock i got to delve into but this was just like all the way through. I was just like, in, in any setting I was in, I was like, this is good. This is just like good to have on, you know, good vibes, especially for like the weather, you know, just being nice out, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. outside, just good shit. Oh yeah, or to sleep with, or like to sleep through. Um, my ex-husband would love this. Like this was like his cup of tea. He would really, he would be sleeping to this. Like he couldn't go to sleep without listening to music. So this would okay. be what he'd, he'd be, yeah. Like he'd find some solace in, and some comfort absolutely and i feel like on for specifically straight jacket for me straight jack fitting it i don't know it just feels like it would cuddle him like a big comforter <laughs> all right so that was your favorite song any others uh so uh alex your favorite song was on the final track and for me uh i really like the song what the people say and i like paper mache because yeah, i like that i like the, uh, yeah i like the up-tempo garage rock uh, punk sound. I like what they do, and you know the 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 and the she, and the wolf and the crab and the sheep and the merry-go-round, like that whole thing. I like right. That's a that's a weird chorus, but I'm like I like that. Um, and um, what you said before about going through a breakup, I actually read that some of these songs are about Josh's bitter divorce from Brody Daly from the Distillers. And if you guys don't know, uh, Distillers, uh, the punk wow. band that she used to be married to Tim Armstrong on uh, Rancid and and then they then Josh kind of quote unquote stole her and then they were married wow. and had a couple kids and now they're going through a harsh breakup and Ooh. There, there there's a lot of um uh domestic violence on both of them but he won custody of the kids that's the whole story in a nutshell so particular songs on here for example paper mache he says the line, you speak lioness and damsel in distress. So Whoa. fluently does your every relation end in pain and misery. 
and then another song which is which is all about her called uh, emotion sickness yeah that's uh, another of my good ones yeah yeah he, she he says uh <laughs> he's got the you know the signature queen's stone song and then the chorus they're saying baby don't care for me had to let her go so i thought it was an interesting way to start the song on that particular one because you remember like the song mm -hmm. starts where he's like just walking into like the recording studio you hear him walking yeah you in. can hear him in yep he's like singing That's a little right. melody to himself and then he just gets on the mic and then starts singing i'm like that was really trippy i uh, love that That's and really folks cool. that's another example of what we were saying that you don't know what you're going to get next like what is what's going on here is this a little yeah. bit of a pre or but it's it's part of the yeah it's the ambiance all of that was important like it, it made sense all of it yeah yeah a little and, I know. I was just like, this guy, this, this, this guy, these guys are crazy, man. I love what they're doing. And even that last song that Alex mentioned, Stray Jacket Fitting, this song is nine minutes long, but you do not nine even minutes. Feel, feel, you don't even feel the time. <laughs> no. You don't even feel it because it's like nope. a roller coaster of rock grooves and elements of like Muse and like what Green Day is doing nowadays with their take on garage rock. And it's like got a little bit of country twang in there. And then you're never bored. And to be nope. honest with you, that, that song is like actually like seven minutes long because after the song ends, there's like about two minutes of like this like desolate desert rock acoustic guitar kind of like instrumentation for the outro. I can see myself like kind of like skipping, turning it off when to not listen to that part because more like like what albums used to be where they have like that hidden track and you wait yeah, yeah, for yeah. a long time mm -hmm. and it's just like them talking around and stuff. But it's two minutes, so whatever. I can just, I can go with it. Um, any other songs, any things you want to mention, Alex, before I give my final rating? Uh, no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad that you listened to the end of the song. You should always listen to the end of the song. Yeah, they deserve to. So have me send the end of the song, Khalees, after you, because you have to. You never know. It's always these hidden treasures there. Yeah. All right. So, Mitch, you said that the whole album was a, a whole, like, joyous ride for you so um i guess you don't have anything more to say right no i mean i mean that's it it's it was just, it was just good vibes man and like i said especially for the season like it's it's just it was perfect this past week listening to it i was actually interested in the to ask you guys this did you find yourself it might just be me just doing like these like air guitar like uh, like oh, motions like when you got an idea of how the, the the rhythm of the song went you're like oh yeah i'm fucking with this and you're like oh shit <laughs> you're it's, it's it's almost like involuntary involuntary because you don't realize you're doing it i'm like that means i like it because i'm doing it especially like under the influence <laughs> there's no yes. holding back yeah <laughs> so what we're saying is albums captivating or i'm saying this like it's trippy like kind of like Bowie, David Bowie-esque vibes I got with the song uh, Carnivore, Carnivore, and it's got really addictive, like, synthy laced uh, guitar rhythms. There's a song called Sicily where that that guitar thing's in my head, over that loop is in my head over and over again. Like, the music is, like, like kind of gloomy and beautiful at the same time, just like Josh's vocals, really obscure lyrics as well and i think this is like the perfect weed record but <laughs> for my sober review or rank rating i'm giving this a really high by this <laughs> ironically high by this right <laughs> all no right pun intended. 
Yeah. So, uh, Mitch, what's your final rating for this? Uh, for me, I'd, I'd give it a solid buy this. I mean, then I saw them at the record store, and if it's there, I'd, like, heavily consider picking it up just to have on when I'm... You consider it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I probably would. I mean, yeah. it depends on my funds of the week, of course. Yeah. Or of how course. high you are. Yeah. <laughs> it depends Inflation. On of course, yeah. of course. Things are hard right now. I'm trying to save up for a lot of things. But, you know, I'd add it to the collection. It'd be nice to listen to. Yeah, Mitch, you already bought that Porsche, so you can't afford a ride. Right. I'm, I'm building a gazebo right now. It's, <laughs> it's All right, so uh, I guess we're all in agreement that this album is worth paying for, right? Yeah. All right, yep. so that's one review down, two more to go. So, Mitch, you have the, the, the floor for the rest of the night. So oh. I'll, let, I'll let you pick. What do you want to do next? Oh, man, what a hard choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's just go for it. I'm going to go with Wiccaface. Wiccaface. Okay. Face Springs Eternal with his album, Wiccaface Springs Eternal. And the song, Wiccaface Springs Eternal. Darcy, <laughs> <laughs> Same title. So if you guys don't know, this is a solo artist who originally was in the indie rock group Tiger's Jaw. So uh, Mitch, tell us about Tiger's Jaw. Uh, Tiger's Jaw is one of the most iconic bands for me growing up, at least. And I'm sure everyone in like the Tumblr era of like 2013. MySpace. Uh, yeah, because they were, they were just like quoted to hell because their lyrics are just like that. But, it, you know, they were in, like, the pop-punk scene, but it wasn't so much, like, pop-punk sounding as it was more, like, indie emo with the pop-punk crowd just kind of taking it in. Uh, you know, everyone kind of recognizes, like, their most popular albums are self-titled. It's, like, the one with, like, everyone's grabbing, like, a slice of pizza on the album cover. It's a classic. Um, but, yeah, uh, Adam McElway he's wicked face brings eternal he used to be guitarist and vocalist in tiger's jaw and you know tiger's jaw is still great but it's definitely different without him in it okay so they're kind of like catch 22 here in new jersey where without the original person yeah you know? yeah but i saw tiger's jaw um on saint patrick's day actually i went to that bar oh how was that yeah oh it was amazing um because me and my friend didn't know because like they started off doing like a regular set like songs from all across their discography but then they were like oh you know 10 years ago we released our self-titled and they just did the whole album and get out without adam yeah without him but you know it's still amazing as i recognize yeah no, I think and, that's like cool. my friend i was there with it was like we listened to that album like every day when we were in high school so it was just like a very <laughs> very special moment so it was, we went crazy for that show. Good times. Alex, I just want to let you know, uh, Mitch will constantly remind you that he was in high school in this uh, century to make to make you feel like a dinosaur. So I got a place. Just, I just heard let, it just, loud and clear. Just let it roll off your it. back, you know? Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> At least we can all say that the three of us were born in the late 1900s, so we don't feel that old. Correct. Okay. <laughs> So this guy left Tiger, Tiger's Jaw and then formed an emo rap group called Goth Boy Click in 2012 with oh, fellow yeah. artists like Cold Heart, Little Trey, and Little Peep. And Little, Little Peep. And, 
Yeah, and then by the next year, he went solo and released his debut album, Hashtag Hell Version. And that, and then uh, Wicca's fifth studio album, Full Moon uh, Mystery Garden, made Mitch's top 10 albums of 2022 yeah. this year. I think so, it was technically a mixtape, but, you know, I called it an album for the... For the... Son of a bitch. <laughs> Wikipedia's got to be, be more like, you know, fair because they didn't tell me there was a mixtape either so let's go with this an album wow so um, unacceptable stuff my, stuff my way in there what can I say? yeah so uh do you want to mention any of his you ever heard the other mixtape slash albums before we get into this new album you want to tell us I've, I've been listening to them for a very long time because like i said i've been a huge fan of Irish Raw, like since i was young so it's it's, it's high school so, mm-hmm. yeah exactly so uh you know once he left i was still like oh well you know he was one of the voices of tiger shaw so of course i'm probably gonna like what he's doing but i think at that time i wasn't so into that kind of sound like i I wasn't the sort of like emo rap thing was like pretty new like a lot of people say like goth boy okay like they pioneered that sort of like i mean little peep made it like really blow up that's the right right those from goth boy click you know sadly passed away but um yeah i mean that that whole group i mean spectacular they keep saying they're gonna release a group album and then it doesn't happen so i've kind of stopped giving my hopes up but so yeah. did you like the uh, uh, you like the other albums as well as much as you like that fifth album like or yeah i love everything like once you okay this album we're reviewing tonight um is only his technically his second release through run for cover records um his album uh was spectacular um i i i mean i've been bumping it for i think that came out like 2019 2018 so i've been bumping Mm -hmm. that for for a long time and uh you know he's released like a number of just like small eps he collabs with a lot of different producers and they'll just like throw out like four songs together um you know uh, with people he's he's collaborated with on full moon ministry garden even this album like um i think this album was like heavily produced by mystery um misery club which he's also yeah yeah and um yeah it's just like uh you know darcy bayless uh he works with uh darcy a lot they did a whole ep together which i absolutely loved a lot of good tracks off of that so yeah, I'm a, I'm a really hardcore uh, Wicca fan, Goth Boy Click in general. All right. Okay, so let's start this off then. I might want to speak there. So I was like, Mitch, I think you've done it again. Brought another album that is shockingly boring. No, I was hoping. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm take a Actually, oh, no. I'm taking that. I'm taking. You know what? I'm taking that back, Mitch. This is not a shock to me, <laughs> because I remember you said when we reviewed when we did the um, album uh, top ten, you said that his last album is SoundCloud rap, but not bad SoundCloud rap. And you are uh, absolutely right. This is not bad SoundCloud rap. He's not doing that whole like you know amateur young sad boy with Pro Tools things doing. <laughs> what this guy is doing, he's got some really a good amount of depth and diversity in his production. 
And all the songs range from, you know, kind of dull to tolerable in, 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 for me. Um, how about we go with Alex, your first time ever hearing all this stuff about this, this guy, right? Right, yeah. Um, you know, I- It's pretty sad I, to say I that think, he's for the, the, the younger people maybe, but maybe I mean, that's but not it's, true. You know, we'll find it, out. I mean, but it, it reminds me, you know, it reminds me of Germany a little. It reminds me of Nena. It reminds me of, you know, uh, The Cure. You know, it's occult yes. love ballads, you know? The Cure is heavy. right isn't it like they're really it's a lot a lot of reminiscent to that absolutely Depeche Mode a little a little tiny bit kind of a little bit every once in a while because he's like like a museum a bit where you kind of get a little bit of everything Hmm. okay so it looks like you were more impressed when I was uh from from my my listen and then when I went to that song that we just talked about where it's like all right so we got the, the artist the album (laughs) <laughs> and the style song. I love the same when thing. that happens, dude. I love when <laughs> I love an artist. Yeah. This this hardcore band, God's Hate, did that a while ago, and they oh, yeah, out, yeah, they put out um, bumper stickers as merch that said um, "Keep honking." I'm listening to the song "God's Hate" off of the album "God's Hate" by the band God's Hate. <laughs> I, just, I love that game. I was really happy. Yeah, that's that, t- that takes me back to when you would watch MTV and they would put that like the up in the corner in the bottom corner who the, the artist, the album, the title. They sh- I would always think, yeah, that, right? I was thinking like if a band did all three and then directed the video and then they were the, the, the record company at the same time, it would just say their name five times. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's it's, it opens the album up with that song. It's like that's kind of just lo fi trance beat and then, you know. Wicca comes in with this drony uh, lyrics about his life and the dreary emo rap lyrics. I think for myself, like when it comes to like emo trap music and the SoundCloud sound, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's all really predictable and on and kind of on par with what I expect to sound like. And this is no exception. But what I was really surprised about is like how his album. He's doing like a lot of like the what you guys kind of hinted this like whole 80s synth vibe on the tracks. Like yep, I was yep, kind of like yep. I wasn't expecting that at all. Whereas just I thought it would be like this whole like uh under par version of like uh what the 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 guy that is huge on this in this genre and passed away. Little peep. The other one. Uh juice oh, juice oh, world. I thought it was gonna be like, oh, he's like Juice World, but not as talented. But he's not only he's obviously can't rap like Juice World can, and but he is doing a lot of like production on the back burner, which mm-hmm. I was really impressed with. Uh, with the yeah. moving without mo- moving without movement song, where I was like, yes, oh, this, this is like a driving like new wave ish song. I don't, right. I'm not gonna say like, oh my, this is like the what the weekend does because it's like he's obviously the weekend puts more puts more like thought and effort into the music and lyrics. But I think what, what this guy is doing is it's not, I don't know, is, is Mitch, can you, is, is this stuff sincere or is he just doing this because it's easy to do? No, this is sincere. Good I mean, he's, question. Been, he's been at this for a long time and he puts everything into this. And uh, I mean, he really cares. I mean, uh, one of the things I didn't mention, I, I signed up for this thing uh, when he first announced that this album was coming out 
uh, called the Mystery Club, and it's like I paid a certain amount, and then like every month up until <laughs> album release, I would get like a package. A of mystery is yeah, it was like a package of like a bunch of like Wikipedia related stuff, and then once the album came out, I got it on vinyl, and like you know, I, I got like shirts, like exclusive shirts and stuff, but every month there'd be like it because every month a single would come out so like there would be a letter about the single that came out so he would like kind of talk more about like making the album and, pro- and the production of it and stuff with like it was like wow. a short thing but in every letter it's like that's kind of what it would talk about um that's interesting so hold on so every month he would he would release a single and he had like a little narrative to go with it and if you signed yeah. up for this newsletter you would receive it yeah, like, he would kind of, like, explain it, like, um, I, I mean, like, I guess, to, like, skip ahead a little bit, but to, mm-hmm. um, uh, damn, why am I forgetting the name of it? Uh, It's Getting Dark. Okay. Uh, that, like, acoustic one, that, like, first, like, real acoustic one on the album. Um, right. He, like, talks about how, I mean, when he was, like, making this whole album, he was playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2, the video game. It's, like, a Get cow- out game so it's like you know on the album cover he's like on a horse right i noticed that a lot about like riding into the dark it's like when when you like think of it through the lens of like a cowboy a lot of this album kind of like makes a little bit more sense right isn't this a solo album though this is a solo album right yeah yeah so yeah so hence the solo cowboy right exactly exactly so mind blown yeah so, so this is a concept album then yeah, oh, a bit. I good mean, point. I, I think with a lot of a lot of with what Wicked does, I mean, like if if you were to like listen to his to like anything else in the past that he's released, his lyrics have a lot to do with like magic and incantations and like the moon and I'm a not lot mad. of like, mystical kind of stuff, tarot sort of vibes, you know. So it's like not a lot of his stuff is based in reality or and it's a lot of it's like more so questioning what could be reality and time and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it kind of goes deep, you know. And it's huh. getting dark. He sounds well, a little like Tom. Sorry, Mitch, go ahead. No, no, no. Uh, you can, I was, I was, yeah. what were you saying? No, that it's in getting dark. It, he sounded a little Tom Petty, like. That was a little bit of a mixed bag because I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Yeah, he was just, yeah. he changed everything there a little bit for me. Um, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I, I liked it. He has, yeah, he has I, a very unique voice. That's that's like the thing too. It's, it's very like deep and it seems like not trying a lot. I guess, I don't know. Because I know <laughs> yeah. Jerome, you were just saying like, is he just doing this because it's easy kind of thing? But it's ah, like, that's, not how I, that's not how I sound. I don't talk like that. Though. He sounded like that though. You know, it's the... the <laughs> sure. I mean, that's my voice. But you know, I eat that shit up, bro. That's I mean, always your impression of me. You introduced me as the emo guy on the podcast. I like, I eat that shit up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Winner. Like, so, so this is this is not just like synth-driven chill wave bedroom, uh, like dream pop music then no that's what i thought he was doing i'm like oh this is just basically music that's supposed to cure insomnia you know but i'm gonna stop dunking dunking this album and talk about the fact that there are standout tracks in this album i actually was fucking with you mitch this album is not as boring as i was gonna talk about because 
Yes. What it is, what is interesting about music in general is you have to like give it, and what I do is you gotta like give it a lot of more listens. That's why if you're a new listener to what we do, we don't do first reaction because your third or fourth reaction is gonna be like, in some case, like this sounds completely different than the first right. time or I'm in a different mood or this and that. So on my fourth listen of this album, some songs uh, I, I'll i tell you right now, I liked right off the bat because uh, when he went to that folk music sound with It's Getting Dark, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Johnny, Johnny Cash vibes and this yeah. calm 20 yeah. acoustic guitar happening. Black. Western feel happening in this song. Right, and, yeah. And the way, the way he elegant, eloquently like describes like the country landscape like during dusk, like I can literally picture this song playing, playing during like the credits of like a Coen Brothers movie. You know, I'm like, this <laughs> Good one. is beautiful. And then the other song I like that's acoustic guitar is a song called uh, Mystery, I'm Tired to You. Yes. It's so tender that this battle right. is happening. Mitch, who's the girl singing on this song? Uh, Zola Jesus or Jesus? I never heard of her until I saw Zola her featured Jesus? on this. She sounds amazing. She sounds familiar. She's amazing on that song because I like how the fact that she is like it seems like it's her song and Wicca's like the the feature because his vocals are more distant on that song. Now I really like the way they produced that track as well. Uh, but a lot of the other songs on this album, I'm getting the Morrissey, the Smiths vibes. Yeah. Right. Um, romantic, right. Romantic lyrics, uh, like with the song Saturday Night. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Had a little mm -hmm. bit of Summer 69 in there a little bit. Yeah, the airy, soft uh, pop vibes in there, the, the dance pop thing they're doing. So uh, on my fourth listen, surprisingly, I went from like having a hard time focusing on a song to like I could really kind of possibly consider maybe listening to it willingly. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is really good to hear. <laughs> That's why are you so invested in this, Alex? Is, you know, I I enjoyed it. It kind of just I did I like the punk era. I it just kind of reminds me a little bit of it. Not the entire album is that way. Again, he gives you like a mixed bag, but I did. You know, I, I we talked briefly yesterday. It reminds me of Kids by you know Larry Clark a little bit because there's so okay. much going on. It's just like the movie in a sense. It's just like what's going, what's going to happen next? They're going to jump over the fence and get into the pool. Somebody's going to drown. They have they found Casper. Where you know, I, yeah. it, I felt like I felt like I was just yeah. It just felt pretty. Um, yeah, it was a good vibe for me. I enjoyed it. It 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 had a lot of things that rem that was pretty relatable to my '80s punk time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, honestly, it. I don't. I don't. I don't say like every song. I made a Coen Brothers movie reference. I think every song I could see in some like, like a YA novel film, like as like a segue scene playing in the background. Uh -huh. And it's like, it kind of ties the scene together. So at first I'm like, oh, this, this is just what like, you know, people Mitch's age like to listen to, like not really pay attention to. It's just like, cause I'm like, I can't pay attention to it. So I'm like, oh, well, that's the way your generation is now. It's like, you don't like, Listen to music with your headphones on, like dissecting the lyrics on the on the um liner notes. That days are that I was saying that that is like that went out with like pages and uh using your cell phone as an actual phone. You know they don't do that anymore. This is right. like you know music you just put on the background and talk over. 
But when I listened to it, like on the fourth time, I was like, you know what? I can actually pay attention to this if I really try to, you know? Is it kind of like for both Mitch? Is it like background music and like stuff you focus on? Because I never felt invested in the lyrics. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think that's what's cool. I mean, especially with this album too, is like the production, you know, like like I, I know, I've wrote down in every note about every song. It's just like the beats are fucking awesome. Like the production is ridiculous. Like even because some of the tracks Wicca himself just produced and, and made the beats and like the others, like it's like him with... Um, you know misery club and darcy bayless like all these people he's worked with in the past but um you know it's like that that could alone make it good background music but also like with wicked face specifically like he's one of the artists where i listen to the lyrics because i i fuck with them it's like always some like weird like mysterious or like you know kind of melodramatic sort of thing even though he's yeah. He said in one of those like newsletter things he sent out that he tried to cut down on the melodrama in this album, but I still felt like there was a good amount. You know? He's still he's still sad. I can tell. Yeah, yeah. Aren't we all? And Alex, that 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 last song, uh, "Who's Watching Me," that guy gave me uh, vibes of that movie Kids because when that '90s like hip hop beat comes in, correct. Like, that that actually brings me back to like hot summers in like New York City. And 90s skateboards like, and yeah, yeah in that in that movie and everything like you know just taking your skateboard to like a person's face because you bump them through them but you know you gotta see the movie kids to right. see these refer- get the references exactly I mean um, but I think you guys hit it on the nail you can kind of like literally put this to a movie of some sort because it kind of fits yeah. into the narrative of a segue or into the, the finishing credits or it's yeah you can, you can pull from quite a few from this album yeah so. Mitch, all joking aside, I'm really, I, I was fucking with you. I just wanted to make you, your heart, like, you know, drop for a second, but. Surprise. It's, it's yeah. actually a surprise. I, I didn't hate it. <laughs> Drell, from Puppet Perspective, says, you know, Wicca Face Springs Eternal's latest album. You don't want to slit your throat when you listen to it. <laughs> have a, have a, that should be, a, that should be my good enough for me, man. It's good enough. Damn. <laughs> So, uh, Alex, anything really you want to say? I was going to be another uh, turnover situation there. Because yeah. I did, you know, because I was aware, too. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, I recommend, and then I was not, because I, I recommended as I was like, okay, turnover as a new album came coming out. Then I listened to it, and I was like, mm, I feel bad that this is going to be their first time really, like, delving into <laughs> Yeah. That, I agree that that was probably the most boring thing they've ever released. But I promise yeah. you that there are other You can't win them all. You can't win them all. Yeah, they had a yes. good streak. I'll say they had a real good streak going. But in this case, this case, were you worried with this one or you thought I would like it right away? With Wicca? That's the yeah. thing. I really didn't know. It's it's it was a similar situation to what I recommended a hundred guys. I'm a wild card, Alex. Yeah, uh, find I out. see. Wow. When I recommended 100 Gex a couple months ago, I really did not know what you or Tyler were going to think about that. And then you both loved it. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, I really, I guess, just can't guess what these guys are going to like. Because I didn't think you were going to fuck with 100 Gex. A lot of people just find them annoying. But I was really happy you guys were fucking with it. Yeah, like my wife hates them, too. Well, she didn't hate them, but she was like, this is annoying. But yeah, this is this this is good. Like, um, so, Alex, any other songs you want to talk about? Uh, like, overall, overall, you want to say this album is worth paying for? 
it is it's it's worth paying for right i appreciate that you'll spend your money for it too now that you just share that with us and i'm actually going to say i did not actually write my final rating until today when my oh. fourth listen so i have went from what i originally thought i was going to say on my first listen all the way up to saying this album gets a fair download this I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm not saying you should pay for it yet, but I'm definitely saying, you know, it's worth listening to, you know? That's fair. Go ahead, Mitch. It what is. do you think? I mean, I, I feel like everyone already knows. I'm such a fanboy. Like anything Wicked does, I'm like, this is gold. And I just feel like every time he releases something, it's just like so much like it's just cosmically better than the last, which I never think is possible. And I just feel like, like, especially like production wise on this and lyrically, there was just so much there. And every time I listen to it, it's like, oh, here's like a lyric I, I can resonate, resonate with, with yeah. more. And it's like, oh man, like, and like I said earlier, like all like the lore kind of shit where it's like, oh, magic, incantation, spells. I like, I just like eat, I just eat that shit up. I love it yeah. so much. I'm not mad at it. Yeah, yeah. It's I the- am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're he's just basi- a little, He's just basically a saying he's basically saying Wicca can shit in a box and he say it's great. That's all he's saying. No, man. Like lo- <laughs> the yes, name is you interesting are. too. Yes, you <laughs> are. You're saying yeah. anything he does, you you'll eat it up. So if he poops in the box and, and marks it like this is my seventh <laughs> album, you'll be like, Oh, this is amazing. I doubt it. Like, that part well, I doubt. <laughs> you know what? If if he's like, here's shit, listen to it, I'll be like, you know what? Maybe there's genius <laughs> in there. It has to come from <laughs> <laughs> if I was, I was, it'll come out the other way who knows yeah you deposit your 599 yeah. right your newsletter membership <laughs> you can get your box of shit <laughs> yeah. all right so what are your final rating for this thing you're gonna say it's a it's a skip this then i'm kidding oh yeah okay. throw it in the trash i hate it no burn it complete opposite i mean i already bought it i've got it on vinyl it's it's fucking spectacular. I, I love Wicca Face. What else is there to say? Check that. Is this, this is best album? To this album, man. Like, whether you're, like, just getting into him or, you know, you haven't listened to him since he was in Tiger Shaw or something, I, I highly recommend it. Hmm. This is best album, you think? Best album. I, that's, like, really hard. I mean, because it's, like, he doesn't have many, like, full-length albums to choose from like i said it's like there's like the full moon mystery garden was a mixtape technically and then there's like this and then um his his other release on run for cover i don't know why i keep blanking on the name uh, suffer on um that was his first release on uh, run for cover right before that there was secret boy uh which is also spectacular so I don't know. I, I mean, like, it's just because, like, I have nostalgia for when I first started listening to him. And that was when, like, the only thing was really Secret Boy. And then, like, a couple of EPs before that. Yeah. Like, like Secret Boy is always kind of going to be my favorite. I've listened to it to death. But, like, this is, like, like every track on here has been on rotation for me, you know? Okay. Like, gotta... I mean, there are, like, specific ones that I did love. Like, I love Open Portal. Um mystery i'm tied to you like i i also think that's just like an absolutely beautiful song uh one silhouette so dope i love like that's kind of like a more like 
house kind of like dance yeah kind of be like i'm like i'm like oh okay all right we're dancing a little bit <laughs> um and then you know like farm i fucking love farm that's i've like listened to that one to death like just like the way it begins or it's kind of like the like oh what's going on here and it's like the, and then right the little um, yeah and then it just like it's an explosion of noise like oh my god so cool it's just like and you know it's like what we were talking about or it's just every track it kind of throws you with something different and it just like keeps it interesting and engaging yeah right, this, right. this is like you said before this is not bad soundcloud rap at all and he's barely yeah. rapping so this is like a soundcloud music that i i can really get i can really get behind maybe i should give the soundcloud artists like more of a chance like i mean like god click god click click made soundcloud man like okay like most of those artists like because like tracy like little tracy is amazing like have you listened to like any of the other artists like on on gbc oh me um if they have little start their name i'm usually turned off but uh little tracy though is dope like little tracy's okay. great cold heart is also spectacular because cold heart he dabbles a lot more in like punk you know what okay. I mean? Like a lot of his songs, like they won't even sound like SoundCloud, SoundCloud rap or anything. It's just like straight up punk. Like he's It'll be like a uh, mod sun, right? Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll and uh, also Fishnark. Like I think you would like him a lot because like a lot of his songs kind of have like, like you can tell that that guy liked Scott a lot when he was growing up. You know, it's oh. not like <laughs> Scott in this. It's not like their songs are Scott, but it's like, right. But still, you had that little yeah. feel. It kind of makes you want to pick it up. You know what I mean? Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, that means we have one album left, guys. It's the uh, Incendiary. I'm kidding. Incendiary. The <laughs> album's called Change. Change the way. Change the way you think about pain. Uh, you don't have to say it the whole way like that, but it's Change the Way You Think About Pain is the album. This that was great. One. That was great. Four-piece metalcore band from Long Island. Long Long Island, Strong Island, and this is their fourth studio album. So, uh, before we get into this record, Mitch, tell us about this band and your background on their past work. Maybe you could tell us if you've seen them live before, all that stuff. Yeah, um, I've seen these guys twice. Um, the last time I saw them, it was 2000, it was like the beginning of 2019 or the end of 2018. They were opening up Not Loose at Starland Ballroom. Mosh pits? Mosh pits? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. No, we all they all uh, sit so with their hands folded. <laughs> <laughs> Mosh in, in pits chairs. ended in, in 1999, imagine. Uh, yeah. Golf okay, clap good. at the end of every oh, song, God. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah um, that was good. Next song is. Go ahead. Before, uh, before that, I had seen them at um, Back to School Jam, which was this like hardcore fest they used to happen in New Jersey every like September. Um, oh. so that was 2000. I have the poster from it. 2016. Get out. Um, and that was like an absolute stats lineup. I mean, like Title Fight was playing. That was like one of the, like the last shows that Title Fight played before they dropped off the face of the earth. And I'm so sad about it. And I want them to come back um like super heaven uh uh turnstile again before they were fucking huge and i probably only paid like 30 dollars for that whole festival and now i'd have to pay like 200 dollars to see turnstile but yeah. whatever it's gatekeeping mitch coming out uh-oh because <laughs> yeah. so 
with what's your album? favorite album by these guys? What's your is it uh, not favorite, but uh, what's so they have four albums? Like you've been listening to all of them? Yeah, have seen, yeah. Have you it's, seen any like a uh, change in their sound or in the past I, three ones? I mean, I've always felt. I mean, with this one, I was like, this has this seemed heavier. Like okay. in, instrumental wise, I was like, oh, this like it's more in tune with like more modern metalcore. Even though, like, I, it, they've always been with the times, but it's like they've been gone for seven, six years since the. I was gonna uh, ask four or six years. Yeah. Has it been six years? It's been okay. Minutes. So, like, once I mean, I didn't even like see anything online that they were releasing anything. So I just went on Spotify one day, and it was like, "Here's new singles from Incendiary." Yeah. And I was like, "Why?" I got so excited, and of course they ripped. But like, um, I, I picked up Cost of Living on vinyl recently so i've been spinning that a lot but i think probably out of their four albums i've listened to thousand mile stare the most okay um which is the one that came out before this one okay uh all right so i think with me and alex we have never heard this band before right no no i i haven't i did ask my i have kids that are in their 20s um and you know they they said you know a little bit of sing scream um we listened to the album together um echo of nothing was pretty interesting i i enjoyed it it's a, it's it, it's angry and satisfying that's how i kind of yeah <laughs> that's the way you want it right <laughs> that's a, exactly what you know the way that my my mood is you know lately um but i was going to ask the same question you asked Darrell. like be with the six year gap was this bolder than the last album i you know they've always kind of been a band that would like stand for shit and that's what i really appreciate about them and right you know if you like if anyone like were to pay attention to like the, the lyrics on this album it's very clear that it's just like you know they're like they talk about like immigration and like the struggle that people face trying to yes different pl- places absolutely you know um riots and stuff and social justice and i love that i love when it's like they're they're sending a message and i just feel like that was like so much more obvious on this record as it was on other records um Mm -hmm. even though it's always been there but in this one it just felt like it was like really in my face and um, it, it was funny because when I saw them at Back to School Jam, it was the first time I saw them. Um, that was 2016. Trump was newly president. Back in high school. Like you're about to wow, say wow, I wow. Col- I was in college. I know. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, yeah. It makes it a little better. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was two of uh, the guys I was with. They were friends from high school. And, you know, I hadn't seen them in a while. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to this hardcore fest. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll come. Fuck it, whatever. And Dude, everyone like, talks the same when you do impression, new impressions. Yeah, the impressions, right? Yeah, I love <laughs> it. And, uh, you know, they came along. And, you know, we're all vibing and everything. They liked hardcore. But then when Incendiary got on stage, the front man was, like, going on this, like, you know. How Knowledge, right? Sometimes, like, they'd be pacing, like, this this the stage back and forth like giving some speech about like social justice or like yeah this this enfranchisement like yeah yeah whether it's like a straight edge band talking about drugs or like whatever it is and um so like he was like very much going off about how like horrible trump is and like fascist shit you know wow wow 
But yeah, it was, he was spitting real shit. And then, um, <laughs> like, the guys I was with, they were like, yeah, like, the band was good, but, like, it was weird that he was saying all that shit in the beginning. <laughs> like, all right, it's this isn't your scene, man. Like, right. <laughs> you probably shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't be here. <laughs> all right. So uh, I guess I'll say this. Um, I like Rage Against the Machine. And I think okay. Mitch knows where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, I knew you were so, going Obvious, I like Ray's for their, you know, their rap funk metal sound fusion. I love Tom Morello's like unique guitar effects, but mostly mm-hmm. I love um, the biggest component of the band is a uh, singer Zach De La Rocha's uh, militant left wing lyrics, his aggressive. Yeah, yeah, his message. Lyric. So for you guys listening, if you like Zach's voice, you might appreciate this band because this thing sounds exactly like him. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't, right from this, I, can't, I can't fight those claims. Yeah. <laughs> Opening track, Bite the Hook, from like, you know, it never stops or goes away. It right. the weeds from my garden every day. It's like the same way he, his, his cadence, all that, his voice is carbon copy of Zach De La Rocha. Same vibes in the next song, Jesus Bones, like grinding bones, uh-huh, broken uh-huh. glass between my teeth, sharpen words, dig the shrapnel deep. So, like, just you can imagine, feel the shrapnel in that song. Yeah, just imagine yeah. the the singer Rage singing for like a beat down hardcore band, and that's what instant incendiary sounds like. And I know people are saying to themselves, "Wait a minute, Jarrell, didn't like Zach De La Rocha used to sing for like a hardcore punk band called Inside Out in the late '80s, early '90s?" Or maybe no one's saying that because they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I never heard of that band. Zach, right. he was mm-hmm. in the band before Racing Machine. So if you do know what I'm talking about, you're probably asking yourself, is that what this band sounds like, Inside Out? And I'll have to say, like, Inside Out is, like, um, their influences I actually read on Wikipedia. So I'm like, it tracks. But what Inside Out does, or back then, they were, like, from that older, older school that sounds so, like, Picture what hardcore sounded like in the late 80s, early 90s, that youth crew thing, Mitch, you know, like the youth ahead. You're like uh, all that stuff happening then. That's what it sounds like. But Zach De La Rocha is singing for them. And I think with honestly listening to that that EP, because they only put out one EP and broke up immediately. That's fucking punk for you, right? That's so punk. Right. That sounds The the best punk bands have existed for like less than Right. Like, when, like, they right. did, like the, the less you like, you know, expose yourself, the more punk you are. If you're like hey. a band, if you're a band, don't even rehearse and you're punk as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't play shows. We don't even rehearse. We're we don't so even punk. practice. We should, yeah. You're lucky if we should. <laughs> <laughs> but in, inside out, like you would have to tell someone who's just listening to it. Well, that's Zach De La Roche. You wouldn't even know, kind of know it. Like wow. this guy, this guy sounds like like him now like and you're saying mitch you totally agree with that but oh, but yeah. why is why is it actually you know what i won't even give you shit for that because i i like the fact that this band um on one on uh one hand like they have these like revolutionary lyrics like attacking like the american status quo so which you know raising machine does but i think i also like <laughs> I like their sound because I'm kind of like party initiated. So I can't really like get too mad. 
but if you want to criticize this band for sounding too much like what Rage and Machine does, uh, I I totally like what you're saying, Mitch. I totally uh, agree. I totally yeah. can't fight you for that. Uh, did you notice that at all, Alex? That they sound he sounds so much like him. It's not even funny. I I wanted to, I'm I'm over here like looking to see where they're from because you're right. I'm like, well, wonder if it's the you know if it's just a social construct because they come from the same area. But no, they're ones from one's from Long Island, one's from California, right? Is, yeah. Right. Yeah, different Two different, complete different. Yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. It it does it does sound like it. Um, and I was trying to find a connection, but I can't. I mean, I, I'd have to look into it a little bit more. But yeah, I agree. There's East Coast rage and there's West Coast rage. I, just, I was just going to ask about that too. Is there such a thing? I mean, maybe that's for a, show, a, tea, a topic for another show, but sure. I think like, I mean, a lot of the hardcore bands that I'm into recently happen to be from California and like mm-hmm. the Bay Area specifically, like Bay, Bay Area hardcore right now. It's just like, it's brutal. Like it's like heavy yeah. shit. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go through some songs. I, I, I noticed some things like there's a song. I mentioned a couple that I, even though I was like, oh, you sound like Zach Villa Rocha, but I like the, the the opening tracks. I was kind of engaged with it. That's the, that's the whole point of it, right? So uh, the song Lie of Liberty, I like how we pepper in some melody, melodic, like alternative metal chords in there. It's, it's just a move where the lyrics like question the quote unquote freedom in our country. And uh, they really like turn up like the intense bludgeoning sound on that song, Rats in the Cellar. And like, if the music alone yeah. doesn't get you, like, uh, get amped people, up, yeah, to swing their fists at each other in a, <laughs> in a pit, like the lyrics alone, Mike, because he's like, words are one of the words of one incite the violence of a nation, sliding into chaos, death of liberation. I was like, all right, like you know, okay, I want, right. I want to fight people. That, that um, whole song so hard, dude. Like, yeah. All of the lyrics. The pouring gas upon the fire, smashing statues of the martyrs. Wow. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a song um, earlier. I think this song is what you were talking about, Mitch, earlier when they're like, every window needs a brick. Every window needs a brick. He said that's it over and over. Yeah, there. he does say that. Yeah, of course. That's yeah, it'll incite you. That's Spotify's probably going to say it's going to be my most listened to track of the year. Easily. I've listened to yeah. it so many times, man. So I wow. think that song is called uh, Echo of Nothing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Echoes of Nothing. Yep. It's and like I a like mix, the, to me, political I like mix. The, I love the way like that song um uh, kind of bleeds into like the next song, host slash parasite. Cause like the the fade the fade out of like the guitar thing is happening in the last the one song. Like and then, a like, segue. The, the, the drum beat kicks in for the next song, and it's like you're still hearing the last song and the next song is going. So this, for that. <laughs> yeah, this part of the record is so deliciously heavy with like like the, the riotous lyrics and like the pummeling like drums. I'm like, oh, right. You know, no one that comes in, we will steal, we will egg, we will start, we will break. Like, all right. I, yeah. like, I love this. You just you uh, want to wash in your fucking car, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, or you know, my, my living room or my my desk at work because I listen to all that stuff at work. So I just yeah. want to like get in my my cubicle and like you know, like just knock the walls down in that cubicle and pick them back up again before <laughs> HR finds out. Um, yeah. So I'm just I I that's all I gotta say about that before before I say the last song. But 
as much as I, I felt that they were familiar with their sound, I kind of was like, I can, I can definitely listen to this, you know? Uh, what do you think, Alex? I enjoyed Jesus Bones. Um, the drums sounded um, like machine guns. I mean, it like it, the music would it makes you, if, if you feel that mood. It, yeah. it every instrument has like its intricate, you know, description. It has its own job. Each of them is doing their own thing, and so you kind of get hyped up in a sense. Um, it's yeah, and for me, it was just the way that each instrument was able to personify that narrative that he's pushing through, like a whole political angst and that um, just ang anger um, mm. based on cultural our social norms, especially now. Because and you hear it in his lyrics; it's a lot of it. I mean, I'm sure he had the whole speech about Trump, but you know, there's a lot of <laughs> things that are happening um, current event wise, and he's yeah. kind of like touching on some of those things. I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, and w what a way, Raul someone up i mean i think that's great all right uh any songs you want to mention we want to talk about uh mitch or did you feel like this whole album kind of like same way you thought about the previous review we did for queen of stone age where it's just like a whole a whole ride you know yeah i mean i've been listening to this just on repeat since it came out um again because it's just like i was so surprised that i i don't know i was just kind of like oh incendiary yeah i guess they just like don't do anything anymore because it's been six mm. years so i kind of was just like whatever i like their albums they did release but then all of a sudden there's two singles out that i had not heard and that was echo of nothing and live liberty and hearing that both of those immediately i was like oh shit we're back like this is <laughs> this mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. and, and like i said i've been listening to echo of nothing specifically like that is my top song right now but yeah you're right like this this whole album just like everything i want in a hardcore record it's like you know i i like a lot of like the, the what they would call like tough guy hardcore um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like i'm gonna fucking beat you up kind of shit you know what i mean <laughs> just, like, like literally meant to like incite violence and to start like pits but like i really like when it's like yeah, it's like, okay, everyone's start a pit, but because we're upset about the status quo, or like, right, let's all, let's all swim <laughs> for people that are like, dealing with the bullshit of like immigration and how difficult that is. It's like, like, if someone falls down in the pit, pick them up and punch them in the face. Yeah, yeah, that's like, <laughs> yeah. straight up a perfect way to describe this band. It's like... <laughs> care about your fellow man but also fucking beat the shit out of him right <laughs> and, and I love that's like i'm i'm all for that because it's like i don't know that's why i like hardcore uh i think when it comes down to it is it's like i love it just getting my frustration out to that kind of music right. and being in a pit but it's also like a big feeling of unity and yeah. uh, it's community like, yeah it's a community yeah. no absolutely it's a it, community like and if you're like a part of your like local scene, that's just like what it is, you know. Yep. Okay, so uh, let's Mitch just just not even keep this in suspense. What's your final rating of this album? Final ratings of buy it, man. I mean, it's it's look at simple. this. This has, been a, this has been a good night for you. It's been a great. Yeah, night. right. Yeah, I mean, great. I, I requested yeah. some artists that that I like a lot, and they did not disappoint. All right, <laughs> three. So, nice. So yeah easily buy this man like i said it's, it's everything i look for in a hardcore record because it's not just uh oh we're tough we're tough we're tough it's 
it it actually says something. It stands for something, and it, it makes a point. And I'm I'm so for that because I think that's important. All right, Alex, would you say this album is worth paying for or just worth listening to? Or do you think it's not worth hearing at all? What do you think? No, yeah, I think I think it's both uh, worth paying for and downloading. Okay. I can say that option, right? Those two options. Um, yeah, I think Brendan Garone, you know, did, does this thing and makes me feel like I should be reading a fanzine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they make those anymore? <laughs> do people even do those anymore? Yeah, I, I, they still they come out sometimes. I, I, hey, I, I mean, if you're re- if you're signing up a for zine. a newsletter, they better be sending you a zine, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I was like, on one hand, some may say this band is like inferior, an inferior version of Raising the Machine, but like on the other hand, I feel like Rage's music is if you feel like Rage's music is like too complex. And his Zach's like message is a bit heavy handed. You might okay. like be like turned off by that. And also, Rage hasn't like released new music in like over twenty years, so you might. Like, I was gonna it. ask that. Yeah, I, been- I want I want a substitute for that, and you get. You, I think this band can do that, and I this feel like give, album, you, give you a fix. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the album serves its purpose. You know, like Mitch is saying, it's hardcore music with like almost kind of service level progressive lyrics that you don't spend too much time dissecting because you're too busy murdering people in the pit. So, <laughs> That's right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a download this for me. You know, it's it's good to listen to. It's good to fight people with, you know. Yeah. So that, I don't know if it's, uh, Mitch, I'm sorry, I'm not, obviously I can't say it's worth paying for because there's a, in my opinion, there's a band doing what they do better than they do it. But Ah, okay. Yeah. But, what is, but what is that band doing? Hey, they're broken. <laughs> they're broken. They couldn't even finish a tour. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> only, only one of them is broken. I got to see him while he was broken before they decided I'm too broken to keep going. Hey, a win is a win. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening to another extra long show, which I'm surprised I gave you guys a lengthy show because I got to get some sleep before we drive yeah. all the way up north tomorrow for some lobster a wedding and wally kids world getting, kids getting on my nerves you know <laughs> i want to thank alex for being our our guest reviewer and if you guys like what you heard tell us some uh give her some uh love in our comment section or emails and we thank you thank you for having her me back real shoe. no problem i hope you had a good time hope we weren't too uh talkative and stuff and too detail with our our album reviews i'm saying mostly for myself you know i know i enjoyed like, it we're presenting our true selves that's all yeah, yeah. i want <laughs> nothing but i want nothing but your true yeah. selves yeah. <laughs> mitch i hope you have a great time seeing event sevenfold you lucky or unlucky start. bastard what's your free you know, tickets i i don't even know i don't even know who's opening i i really hope it's who like, cares you know well sometimes it's like better than who's yeah headlining so i'm I'm hoping it's like maybe a hardcore band that i know it's probably like it's probably like probably turnstile or something like that nah man if it was turnstile i wouldn't know they would not revenge sevenfold i'll tell you that maybe you're stalking them orange at this point would open up for fucking event sevenfold but not not them (laughs) it's like it's like slayer is like coming back for one night only in the stat show yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I uh, hope you enjoy that show. And also, I hope you have a great time. And uh, P- 
PA. Thank you. Yeah, you sound thrilled. Oh no! Thank you. I've got a nice car to drive up there in. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. With heated seats, you said no. I don't know. <laughs> watch out for watch out for leeches if they even have those up up here. I don't know. When you go your lake. I lake, think it's uh, gonna be raining. I, like literally every time I go up to his lake house, there's like some. It's either cold or it's raining, and we don't swim. I've literally never stepped foot in that lake ever. And that you know lake, what the huh? problem? You know what the problem is? It's always sunny in Philadelphia. You gotta stay there. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's right. The last yeah. time I was in Philadelphia, it was always sunny. So I think there is truth. Exactly. All right, you guys. So if you want to get in touch with us, you just email us. Oh, sorry. Let's let the music play now. You just email us at njhabitradio at gmail.com with all your insight and questions or your, your opinions or your feedback and let us know if you like what we do. Also, we have a YouTube channel, YouTube, which is a couple of perspectives. You type it in the search thing or you do YouTube dot com slash perspectives find us there make sure you subscribe you share our videos you like them and all the things you're supposed to do to keep our channel active and alive facebook twitter instagram all of our social medias you can uh, follow us on there and also patreon go on there five dollars a month you get access to our retro reviews which will be coming back in july i have a great album that we uh, i think mitch might enjoy or i have an album that uh, people will say this is what they used to sound like? Huh? Stay tuned for that. Until next time, this has been Drell and Mitch saying it's summer. Have a ball. Freak out. No. Just freak, freak out. out. <laughs> like 311. Freak out. <laughs>